a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, Anaheim 2 Review, Triple Crowns. Man, uh, lots to talk about when it comes to Anaheim, too. We had two more uh, brand-new winners for 2019, a first-time winner in 450 class. And, uh, yeah, man, there's it's, this is awesome. I'm really looking forward to talking about what happened. Uh, flyracing.com, please check them out on the web. Uh, Blake Baggett, uh, Weston Pike. Uh, tons of riders, Zach Osborne, all of our fly racing out there. Uh, we'll see, you'll see it on the track. Their official presenting sponsor of Monster Energy AMA Supercross, of course. We'll do a pit show every Saturday at the races at five o'clock over by the Fly WPS Hospitality, which will be cool. So please check that out and uh, really appreciate it. Big things coming from the folks at Fly uh, next three weeks or so. So stay tuned for that. And thanks to Alpine Stars, uh, A4 chest protector, A1 chest protector, the Bionic neck support system, the Tech Seven boots, the Tech. 10 boots, which are the most uh, advanced boot in motocross today. All uh, Alpine Stars, you know the name, you know the quality, and uh, myself and JT have been to the factory in Italy, and it's uh, absolutely awesome, the quality control that they have over there. And Maxxis Tires, developed by the King, Jeremy McGrath, out there, MXST Tires, available now at your local dealer. Kiefer approved, and AJ Cantons are running them in Supercross right now as we speak. Thanks to the folks at Maxxis for coming on. Use Maxis, grab the whole shot, and uh, you'll never look back with those guys. So thanks for them for coming on. And also, too, don't forget, subscribe to RacerX online. Subscribe right now. You get a free portable USB battery charger by Skosh. It's a win-win. Um, and if you don't subscribe, to, keep subscribing to RacerX magazine. We'll just stop doing these podcasts. So I don't know how you people feel about that, but we will do that. So uh, it's not a threat. It's a promise. Uh, okay, I'm Steve Mathis with me on the line to discuss Anaheim Triple Crown. Uh, Wygant is doing some voiceovers for Geneva Supercross, so we pulled in really someone who's prob- probably better than him. Uh, he is the voice of NBC uh, Sports Supercross down on the floor. Daniel Blair, what's up, DB? How are you? Doing good. I told you before, and I'll tell you again, disappointed in Weege. Uh, and when JT misses also, I love listening to this show. So i pumped to be on it, but at the same time, the drive home from amateur day yesterday would have been nice to be listening, but no. Yeah, I uh, I had to chase the sun. I went dirt bike riding. Saw that. How'd it go? Uh, yeah, fun, you know. Yeah, you know. Did you, ride, uh, did you ride better than my son did yesterday? Oh, boy. Did it go bad? Did you try? <laughs> I did try, yes. Yeah, you did better. Okay. Uh, all right, Tony. Um, next up, also on the line uh, from Fly Racing, two-time German Supercross champion. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Not much. Uh, three in, whatever we got left. How many we got left to go? 14? How many rounds are in this thing? 17? 
Yeah, 17, but then we have these 12 uh, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. Our, our, I didn't know if we were talking about that. Is that a taboo no. word with Daniel on the show? Or? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, let's let's keep that to a minimum, please. Okay, all right, yeah. Just Daniel, kidding. there's these other things after Vegas. It's really weird. You should <laughs> check them out. I know. You know, I don't know. I, I've heard the rumors of that. that was, I think that was before my time and even before this uh, – current you know i guess management but I, I i did hear that stuff but again with me i've never heard that being an issue so i always laugh when i hear it though uh yeah it, it is funny it does seem to be more cooperation nowadays than it was before when when when, when one guy retired from sort of the tv side of feld more cooperation was done you know um all right triple crown a2 love these things jt we talked about it all week leading up to them. They're fun, and it continued to be fun, and I love all the mains being equal. Uh, I'm, I'm really I'm a fan of that, and it worked out well. Uh, never mind who won JT and all that, but Triple Crown thoughts. Yeah, for me, I, I really don't care about the length of it. Like, that's irrelevant to me. Um, I, I really enjoyed them last year. I really enjoyed them this year. I don't know that I enjoyed one over the other as far as the, the length of each, uh, of each race. So uh, the the most important thing to me, and, and this point's been reiterated on Twitter, and I've seen I've said it multiple times, and I've seen other people share the same point, is that I will take you know it was 36 minutes of racing this weekend. Um, it it was a little bit different in the past. I think it was 32. No, what it would have been 35 last year. I think if it was eight, 12, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will take that over. A heat race, which I which means nothing, and then the 21 minute main event. I will absolutely take that. I think there's more parity. I think there's more chances for more people to get to the front and uh, add excitement, get their sponsors on TV. Um, I just think it's a win across the board for fans, for sponsors, for for everybody. So I don't I don't see a downside other than I know it's harder on the the teams and the riders. Uh, I get that side. We saw Chad Reed miss one of the races due to that. Um, you know, the, the riders could say it's more chances for them to get injured with the gate drops and all that. And, and I can't really argue that I understand it, but, uh, at the same time, I think it's, it's worth the added work and risk to offer a better product. Daniel, somebody who was on the floor. Uh, what do you think? What do you like? To, what do you, what do you think about this format? Uh, I've, I've always, I mean, since they announced a year ago, they were going to do it. I was pumped. I just, to be able to see the top guys all go at each other every single lap of the night to me that's that's just huge you know i we we don't need to beat the old format to death because it's still the current format but just not being able to see the top guys until the very end of the night and then hoping that everything works out in the first five minutes to where they're all together it's just hard to guarantee that but with this format with everyone together three times off the gate you're just you're just playing the odds that it's going to be better there's going to be more racing there's going to be more battling and like jt said the parody and for the most part, the sense that I got is that the riders seem to be more in more into it, I guess, with the uh, with the times being all equal. It seemed to be a little bit more stable for them, I think, with their approach. At least in the press conference, they all seemed a lot better than they did last year. And for me, it really does come down to the track. Uh, last year, the first Triple Crown, Anaheim, the track was really easy. And I think the riders didn't like it. The racing wasn't as good as we wanted. But once they got to Atlanta, the second one, it just seemed like you know they, they ironed that out and realized the track's got to be tough on these because we've got to give these guys a chance to pass. The races are quicker. 
And I thought for the most part last night's uh, or uh, Saturday night's track was pretty good. It was a little one line in spots, but because of the soil and because of uh, just the maintenance that was being done, it, it did allow for passing because mistakes were being made. Not as much as I'd like to see, um, but I think that in these formats, they just got to make sure that the track is designed for great racing and good passing because it's, you know, with less laps on the track in these main events, you got to give these guys a chance to make moves. And But for the most part, I love it. I've been a fan of it since the beginning. I and I'm with JT. I don't know if I like it better or worse compared to last year with the different times. But, I, I mean, I'm all in either way. I, I think it's great. I, I think we need to see the stars on the track all night long. Well, I just thought that some of those first mains last year were way too short. They meant too much to be that short. You know, they were that, that start dependent. So that's all for me. I just – I thought it was way better with the, with the longer one to be – the first one being longer. Um, yeah, JT, I didn't like the track when I walked it. I didn't get real far again, but I did enough of it where I thought it would – it was too short. It was too many 90s, too many turns that were just going to be, you know, just short sections. But I think it turned out actually pretty good because the ruts made it a little difficult in those rhythms. Uh, I don't know why they didn't fix them a little bit more than they did during the night. Um, Barsha probably wonders the same thing. But uh, tracker's pretty good, JT. It, 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 it was better – it turned out to be better than I thought when I walked it. Yeah, you know, I wrote um, for my column tomorrow, uh, one of the questions posed to me was what was the most challenging part of the track? And, and I thought it was the the midweek rain that, you know, added a different variable to it. Uh, you know, that's that, they didn't plan for that, but it was how soft it was, how ruddy it was. The dirt was spongy in some spots and, and really treacherous and unpredictable because uh, you could hit the same spot two after in a row and it, it may kick you different ways. So the riders had to really stay on their toes. Uh, but I would I would disagree on them working on the track. Uh, you know, there were a few guys on the podium. I, I believe it was Tomac was one of them that uh, really gave credit to the Dirtworks crew for working on it so often. Um, I thought they did a pretty good job of staying on top of it. The problem is is that you can't fix everything every single trip out there. Well, so, fix, but, but fix the huge rhythm faces, the ones where you're jumping quads onto, to, onto the top of tabletops, things like that. That's where, and even Marv, yeah, Marv and said in the press conference, Marv was wondering why they didn't do that either. You know, they were fixing spots that didn't really need fixing. Like, I saw them backblading a flat turn. You're just like, okay, well, that's nice. But the rhythms had huge ruts in them, and, you know, Barsha's, Barsha got caught in one. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you're not going to believe this, but several years ago they wouldn't touch the track the whole night. So I know it's never going to be perfect, but at the same time, like, it's supposed to be difficult. Like the track's supposed to be hard. It's not supposed to be just flat jumps everywhere that everybody's doing every lap robotically. And and I understand people are going to crash and things happen. I'm not I'm not a proponent of that by any means. But I also don't think that the track has to be perfect every time you go out there. I, I think the sport's supposed to be difficult, and there's supposed to be ruts that these guys have to navigate, and it's supposed to be technical. And and the main event, yeah, the track breaks down. Like that's just how it goes. I. I did this for a long time, and I know you, Steve, you watched it, and, and Daniel, you did it for a long time as well. And part of the difficulty in these main events was being able to to navigate that effectively and make the track work as it's breaking down. And, and I hate to see Barsha get hurt. Don't get me wrong; that sucks. And and hopefully he's fine. And and it's, you know it looks like it's just a bruise. But I I'm one that thinks that the track's supposed to be harder versus easy, where everybody can do everything perfectly every single lap. I don't think that makes for good racing. Uh, Daniel, we saw a new winner again, Cooper Webb. He rode great, man. Fantastic. 
He's close to the points lead already. You know, he qualified really well last week in Glendale. Um, man, if Cooper Webb, Daniel, can get his mojo back and start doing the, the double pistols over the finish line, uh, it'll be fantastic. Yeah, I want it to happen so bad. I mean, you know, I do work for the series, so I have responsibilities that I have to do on a daily, you know, during the day. But at the same time, I'm like a fan all day long. I'm wanting certain scenarios, and I'd be lying if I'm not watching the race and going, oh, I hope he gets him, and I hope he gets him because I want the points to tighten up, and I want the overall to be tight. Like, I want things to develop the right way for the series. And for Webb, if he can be a guy like that every week, it's just so good because, I mean, think about this. He makes a pass on the last lap, goes over the finish line jump, points and shoots back <laughs> we need that guy up there every week i mean that's just you know and, and i feel sometimes like the guys are so protective and maybe even a little bit soft with their inner feelings towards each other they're a little you know whatever he is not he is not afraid to point and shoot right i mean that's pretty cocky for a guy who just got his first win and just made the pass at the last second doesn't even know i mean is he going to back it up who knows i mean i could see after main two you know you do it twice but Ah, we need that so bad up front. And I just, I hope that this isn't another anomaly where you have Barsha win round one and then he kind of goes away. Baggett wins round two and then this weekend was yeah. 15th. I just hope Webb doesn't next week go and get 11th and it's just like, oh, well, that was a fun little tease. <laughs> I, I, I want these guys to stick with that elite group because, I mean, we're three rounds in and there's no wins by Marvin, Eli, Ken, or Jason. That. You can't even script that. So I just I hope one of these guys can stick. Um, and Cooper would be he'd be great. I mean the story would be great and the personality to me that's the big thing. The personality is great. If he could be up there, he has no problem um, telling these guys what's up after and and he's smirky after. I I love it. I I just want it. I want to see it again in Oakland um, so I can fully believe. And until then, I, re- I can't believe all the way. But on this night, he was just awesome all the way through. Uh, yeah, JT, we talked about this on the Fly Moto 60 show. Like, does Baggett's win, and it was a great ride, and he rode amazing. Does Baggett's win, like, just give him that push, that little bit of confidence, a little bit of belief to just get into the mix? Well, it didn't. Blake didn't have a good night at all. And, and, and like Daniel said, like, so now we're sitting, like, now we're just waiting and seeing if this web thing was just a night where he got great starts, which he did, and, you know, rode well, uh, which he did, and it'll be interesting from here. But, yeah, uh, maybe I'm not quite sold, JT, on web, you know, taking a leap. Yeah, you know, I think that web is definitely better. Uh, I, I don't think there's any way to not see that. I mean, it's whether it's been in time qualifying or whatever. He's been better all season. You know, he's just his pace looks better. But I, I still don't think, and I didn't think for Blake either, that these guys are just going to flip a switch and all of a sudden they're just going to take off on a tear now. I truly think that we just have a unique season where there's a lot of guys capable of winning. And we said that before, but I, I truly believe that, you know, and there are reasons for it. I don't think Eli's firing all cylinders in the way we've seen him in the past, you know, okay, yes, the, the last main event was great, but that's one out of, uh, what, five? Five meaningful races where he's been the, the Eli we've, we've known over the last few seasons. 
Uh, Marvin is obviously getting better. That was by far the best he's looked, and I think he's going to continue to improve. With you know, we we know he just started riding after Christmas, so I think you're going to see continual improvement from him. But I think the door's wide open now, and we we're just seeing the results of of that parity. Is uh, there's a lot of guys that if they're having a good day are capable of winning, and so far we've seen three different three different results of that, but. I think as the season wears on, you're going to see uh, Eli and Marvin, I think, start to come back to the, to the front. Uh, I, thought, I think we saw the beginnings of that on Saturday, and yes, of course, they didn't win the overall, and you know, um, wow. we haven't seen them win an overall yet, but I liked what I saw from both of them, and I think within the next couple of weeks, I think you're going to see both of those guys start to rise to the top again. The, it was bizarre to see um, Tomac get caught by Marv in the first main and dropped. That was weird. Yep. And he said he was yep. wondering what was going on too, you know? Um, sure. Yeah. It was, there's been some craziness and, and Roxon has to just be like, obviously the winning the first main wouldn't have given him the overall and all that, but he just, he's snake bit right now, JT. <laughs> he's got to be, I mean, he, he just screwed up the rhythm on the last lap. Couldn't, couldn't do the big quad. And that was it. That was all she wrote, you know, took the win away from him. So, and then after that, he seemed to have, a little bit of wind out of his sails um, the rest of the night and didn't get a great start. But, yeah, Roxon's just got to be wondering what the hell is going on here. Yeah, it seems like all of them have learned the same lesson is that we we can lose this championship in January if we're not careful. And I don't think it's a conscious decision necessarily, but you see all of them. They're not doing anything stupid, right? Air quotes around stupid. They're not taking unnecessary chances. They're not. They're they are all bound and determined to not blow it in these early rounds, uh, and they're all still kind of bunched together in points. So it's making for a great championship series this early. Uh, you know, Roxon he snake bit, but yet he still has the you know the red plate, which is big. And then Barsha, you know, he hurts himself in that final main event. Hurts his overall. He gets tenth overall, but he's still only a few points out of this thing. So I think. It's great for the fans. It's a very strange season. It's hard to really draw any conclusions or, or know what we're going to see. But like I said, I, I really think that we saw the beginnings of the usual suspects. And when I say that, I, I mean uh, Marvin Tomax. I don't know what the hell Jason Anderson's doing. But those two, I think by February, I think it's going to be uh, business as usual. And you're going to see those two winning a lot more than then they're not. I still think Roxanne will get in there too. I just I think Kenny will, you know. I think he's going to be there. I, I do. I but I I haven't seen a a ride from him where I'm like, holy cow! Like he is a lot better than everybody. Like where we saw Marvin the one, we saw Eli in the last one. Those are the kind of rides you're used to seeing from those two specifically, and and maybe Anderson at times. But we haven't seen a ride like that from Roxanne where he's just like, yep, see, I'm out of here. We haven't seen that in years. So. I don't know that we're going to see that. He's great. Don't get me wrong. And if he wins a race, I fully expect to see him win a race. But I don't think we're going to see him just run away. I just haven't seen that sprint and that speed from him yet. You know, even, uh, at, even yeah. at Glendale, when we at Glendale when we thought it was going to happen, Anderson was able to erase that. And I don't know where that where that sprint speed is for Kenny. If it's an arm or if it's an injury or you know like the the residue of the injury or what, but I just haven't seen that quite yet from him. Uh, Daniel, um, what the hell is going on with Anderson? That was a, a bizarre <laughs> night. Um, the second, the third main, Ch- he got by Chad. He kind of stuffed it by Chad in like fifth or sixth. 
Chad got him right back. He went off the track. And, dude, he was putting very minimal effort. It looked to me the rest of that main event. Like, he was standing up and kind of just riding around. And, and and you know, the and then in the first main, he was come. Oh, yeah, I think it was first main. He came up from the back. He got Tomac. He looked great. He was moving forward. And then he just hit a wall and went backwards. And, like, that was a bizarre race for Jason Anderson. Everything that could happen to Anderson happened. Uh, great rides. Uh, uh, exciting rides, then rides where you're going, what the hell happened. And this weekend in Oakland, this is a big weekend for Anderson. Obviously, we saw Glendale. JT was more pessimistic on his ride than I was. Uh, I think he he did get tired, but he still got second and still beat everybody but one guy. So to me, I think he rode great at Glendale. Uh, not, obviously, the opener was terrible. This weekend, I don't know if this weekend was as bad as the opener, but it was pretty bad. And so... Daniel, this weekend I think is huge for Anderson because I don't know what the hell is going on with this guy. Yeah, he's missing out on a great opportunity too. I mean, with these guys, for Roxon to go, what did he go now? Two, three, four. Eli with a three, four, three. Nobody's really shooting away. So they're all kind of staying in range. And he's, what, 17 down? And that's that's just bad. It's just a bad situation for him because a year ago he wins the title off of being the guy who could control everything from the front. You know, he had a 20 point lead, maybe even 30 at some point. So he was able to ride. Yeah. He had pressure, but he also had it managed. Okay. To where his weekends were fine. Now he's in such a bad hole that he's got to start chipping away now. And I'm not really seeing anything that tells me that's going to happen. And now in that third main event, obviously I'm watching the monitor. I don't I don't look away too much, so I I wasn't able to see what he was doing, but I was watching the leaderboard, trying to kind of gauge where he was, just in case there was something relevant for me to bring up. And there was nothing relevant to bring up, other than that he was just staying back there cruising. And it just doesn't seem like a guy who. And again, I don't know if this is physical. I don't know if it's mental. And I've heard things, right? We heard about the wrist. No, nope, that's not it. We heard about the pressure. No, that's not it. Uh, this week I was hearing about, you know, there's responsibilities of being a champion, media, things you have to do that you normally don't have to. That's oh, God. Can you imagine? Can you, no. can you imagine? Oh, my oh, God. I, I oh, God. These, I know. These, I mean, these, but then again, for, for just... me, I would love any chance to go fly to year. I mean, I've just heard these things that those responsibilities distract you off your program, whatever. He went, he went, he went to but, Europe for four days, three days, probably. Oh, I know. So, I, I yeah. Just, this, is, this is what I heard this weekend yeah, as. Okay. Uh, on the list of distractions and things that are you, you don't think about when you're not the champ. But bottom line is, I can only judge what I see because with him, he is so protective and quiet. You don't you don't get much out of that camp. And what I see is just, uh, I mean, someone who's not as aggressive in qualifying. He doesn't take off with the front group. Um, he's not fighting for position as much. He's looking over his shoulder. This, I've never even seen him look like this ever, not even on a 250. So whatever's going on, whether it's physical, mental, both, whatever, the clock's ticking. Um, if you do want a chance to back it up and win this championship, it, you need to stop the bleeding right now because you're 17 out, and these guys are not running away with it. You're, it's, yeah. it's one thing to be 17 out, but someone clicked off three wins. Nobody's dominating, and you're way out of this thing. So I, I agree with you. I think Oakland is like – it's where you turn left or right. Is this going to yeah. be a crappy season and you're not even going to get top five? Yep. Um, if, if, which would be the worst look ever. If Oakland goes or, bad, yeah, if Oakland goes bad, it, it just may be mail it in time. 
Yeah, or you know what it is? That's when you start hearing some things come out of the camp on what might be going on. Well, you know what I mean? I, I still think they're being a little quiet about if there is issues, what they might be. No, one more bad well, one. No, the I, team, bet you, I bet you it, it leaks. The team manager, Bobby Hewitt, told Wygant that we got everything all wrong on Anderson in, in, in this review pod, I guess. So I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, if they want to tell us, then that's great. But, I mean, JT, there, I don't know if you watched him in that third main, but there were times where he was just standing up. It didn't look like there was anything going on. He was probably one lap away from getting lapped. Uh, that should be all you need to know. Eli, Eli was on the finish line, and Jason was on the mechanics straightaway when the checkered flag flew. In a 12-minute tw- so, yeah. main event. Yep. To not 20, 12. I have no explanation for it. Zero. Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Obviously, they can't tell us either or won't tell us either, so what are we supposed to think? Yeah, it's... It's very bizarre so far. But well, and and we've heard, you know, from from their side that we're, you know, in their words we're wrong. Like we don't have the right answers to, you know, cuz I keep I've been kind of beating the drum that I think he had some sort of uh mishap in the off season that is showing up now, you know, it just was unable to train or prepare or whatever and you know, I've been told that I'm wrong on that, which Hey, I don't know. It could be. I could be wrong. I have no idea. You know, that's why I'm trying to understand what's going on. But when you don't have any information and they're not forthcoming with any real reasons why, what are we supposed to think? What are we supposed to, you know, deduce from this situation other than we have to draw our own conclusions? And unfortunately, sometimes, you know, if they're wrong, they're wrong. But we're guessing. Like, give us some answers. That, that would be my, my, you know, response to that. Yeah. It, uh, it's bizarre so far. And uh, we'll continue to, to watch that um, and see how it plays out from, from here on out. Um, yeah, it, 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 uh, it, was, it was such a night of, like, oh, this guy and this guy. And, and you're just like, holy crap, right? Like, you, everybody had kind of a, a turn in the spotlight. And then Anderson did for the wrong reasons. But, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to see. The points are tight. I don't know. Have you guys seen the points? Like, mm-hmm. 63, yeah, 61, 57, two guys with 56. Like, it, it's it's on here, and then that's awesome. So going into Oakland, um, what else? Uh, Roxon, we talked about. Can't believe that uh, he didn't. He let that one win get away from him there at the end. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm waiting to see JT if Webb can step up and see, or if this is just one one thing. Like you said, I guess we'll we'll know soon enough. But if Webb gets into the mix and he's third in the points right now, by the way. And he's beating Marv or equal to Marv, and they're at a, they're at the Baker's factory, JT. This this could all get really good. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. You know, this has been an ongoing dynamic with Anderson and Marv, and now Webb's in the mix, and then Zacho will be back here in a couple weeks and add another you know uh, another piece to the puzzle. But for Webb, you know, I think he's going to be better for sure, and I think this will help him confidence wise and all that. But I don't think he's going to be immune to going out there and still getting like an eighth or ninth on a given night. I, I still think that's going to happen. You know, uh, I don't think he is just going to blow through the pack and, and get up into the top three or four, you know, just uh, magically because he has had a really good night. I, I still think he'll have his nights where he struggles. He'll have his nights where he's very good. Uh, going into Oakland where he's had success in the past, he, he was a podium guy there a couple of years ago. I could see him carrying this momentum into Oakland, but I don't. I still don't necessarily think 
that he's just turned the page and all of those you know mid pack nights are over. Yeah. I, I don't believe that yet. Anyway, uh, Dino had a quiet fifth, Daniel, like nine eight seven, but fifth overall. Yeah, I looked at the results sheet this morning, and I didn't know he got fifth. I did, yeah. I never seen him one like I don't think one time. And again, when you're looking at the monitor, you're 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 just watching what the TV shows, you know. And I didn't I didn't see him one time. I think at one point maybe he was in a battle with somebody, maybe Plessinger in one of the mains. They might have shown that for like a brief second, but mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't know. And I'm looking at the results, and I went, "Wow, fifth. And that's got to be good for him to kind of bounce back. Glendale, I don't think was what he wanted. Um, and for this night to be quiet but get those points, I think that matters. And that yeah, he's six in the points. He's only eleven down. And, again, we keep talking about this parity at the top. You talk about Cooper, uh, JT, maybe getting an eighth again. I think Dean can be that guy, too. I wouldn't be surprised if Dean gets an eighth or a third next week. I I just – these guys are all talented. And when the track conditions lend for it, these guys can make a leap. I think if the track is perfect and you have just regular standard conditions, I really think – Eli, Marvin, and Kenny will, they're your three, and then Jason, whatever. Yeah. But on these nights where the tracks are sticky, ruddy, these different elements, uh, different variables, Dean, Cooper, Blake, Brayton still, I, I still see good results coming from him later. There's, these guys can have their night, but their, it has to be like a special night for them, and, and that's what I think JT was getting at. The cream of the crop will always be there. The rest of these guys, when they're having a great night, you'll see it, and when the night's not going great, They'll be back, maybe you know, mm-hmm. back of the back of that top ten mark. So, but it's good. And the only thing I could say, I'd like to add on Webb if it's okay. No, with him. No, all right, never mind. I had a really good point, but I'll <laughs> I'll save it for main event moto then. Okay, yeah, exactly. Go ahead. <laughs> with Cooper, if you look at the results where where he's had success in the past, it's always been these sticky, muddier type conditions, ruddy conditions. Even in you know, even in years past, Daytona. If he can get through these next two weeks, I think Oakland should help him. Oakland will be soft, I think. Um, but if he can get these through these next two in pretty solid footing, he could be really good in Minneapolis, Atlanta, Detroit. He's good when it's ruddy. So he's. I, I think I was expecting something like this from him maybe later in the year when we got back there. So I, I'm 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 going to be a little bit more optimistic than normal. I think that this could be a good thing for him, and he might be in this thing more than not, just based on the way he rides the conditions. I don't know, JT, if you saw the second corner just standing through that tight inside rut. He does things on the bike that are really good in those conditions, and we see ruddy tracks more than we don't when we go east. So I'm optimistic that this is going to be something we see hopefully more than not. Well, my Twitter my Twitter feed was filled up with people with the with – the, with the, Webb doing the, uh, the, sh- the the pistol thing back at Kenny. I, I don't care. I don't. I don't see. I'm not like, oh my god, look what he. I mean, he just won a main event. He's super excited. He passed with on the you know with two turns to go. Like whatever. People are like, oh, what's Kenny gonna think? And 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 some people are like, I love that move. And some people are like, that's so immature. Screw him. Like who cares? The guy just won the first main event. Like I don't understand all these people that just want to just judge on a on a on a spontaneous finish line reaction jt it just boggles my mind like who cares i don't know if they're judging but i I think it's i think it was significant i mean we know there's bad blood or at least you know if you're if you know then you know there there's not a lot of love loss between those two you know off the track there's been um you know personal relationships involved and a lot of 
uh, heated comments on social media and a lot of back and forth. And then we had the incident in San Diego last year, which took Kenny out of the season, you know, which was unfortunate. So there's a lot of history there. Yeah, that has I, really been, I mean, I get all that, but who cares? So okay, he did. Well, he did. I'm, not necessarily, I'm not necessarily telling it to you. I don't think that everybody knows about all that. Yeah, we all know. I don't think that everybody knows, because I don't think a lot of people are on social media, Steve. So I don't think everybody knows about all this. So in that moment, I think they, you know, that's, that's a more personal battle between those two than say, if it was Webb and Plessinger, I don't think there, I don't think he would have done it. I really don't. I think it was just a little exclamation point on the win. And yeah, I don't, I don't really care either that he did it, but I thought it was interesting because as they were battling, it crossed my mind. Like, is is there going to be any extracurricular here because of the history? And they kept it clean. Good for them. But you saw the little exclamation point on it, kind of like, hey, I got you. you know, yeah. I, to me, it was more of a point at you and, hey, I got you at that time kind yeah. of thing. Than, uh. More of that than like an FU. I don't, I don't think it was that. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You just grabbed your first win, not a, you know, your first gangbang ever. So I thought, he, uh, I thought he gave him a thumbs up. <laughs> um, we, saw, we finally had, right? We finally, right, Steve? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Thumbs up. Didn't, yeah. didn't he? Didn't, that's what he said in the press conference. Cooper said he gave him a thumbs up. Did he? Oh, I didn't catch that. Uh, I didn't yeah, he said he gave a thumbs up, like for good rides. Yeah, um, <laughs> it so, wasn't a thumbs up. Savachi, we finally saw Joey on the track, uh, crashing his second one, but went eight thirteen eight. So he rode pretty well. He wasn't uh, wasn't far off the pace. Um, if he hadn't crashed, he probably would have been you know fifth or sixth or whatever. Seeley had a quiet race. Brayton JT, not good starts all night. JB has done well at these triple crowns, but not this one. Yeah, Dan Truman picked him uh, it for our Pulpamex Fantasy League. If if you guys have not heard anything about this, go check it out, PulpamexFantasy.com. But Dan Truman, one of the partners in that league, uh, chose Brayton, and he was devastated. I, I, I use the word devastated. It's probably not the appropriate word. But let's just say that uh, his choice of Brayton did not go well, and he wasn't pleased about it. I don't – you know, you never really know why someone's getting bad starts, but, it, they, you know, he got three – Less than uh, less than Brayton-ish starts, mm-hmm. and then he fell over. He actually fell over on the first lap of uh, his, one of those main events as well. I think his bike stalled uh, coming out of oh, the first really? turn or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, he fell over also okay. in the, uh, the the turn after the first set of whoops. He he fell in that rut. So yeah, just a rough night that he's probably you know just turning the page and hey, forget it, let's move on and yeah. pretend it didn't happen because what else can you do? You know, when you have a bad night like that, there's there's not a lot of reason to go dwell on it. You just move on and you're, you know, worry yeah. about Oakland. Yeah. Uh, Justin Hill, what'd you, th- what'd you think, Daniel? Uh, well, uh, I think that's just what we're going to get from I, him all year. I just think that's, that's what we're getting from him. Right. I'm, I'm bummed. I, I, <laughs> I wanted, I wanted Tampa, you know, um, I think but we, with him, Savachi and Plessinger, they, I haven't seen anything yet, and and I was really high on these these rookies, and and it's early, whatever. Let, I'll get them. I'll, let's get to the West. Let's get Zacho back. But so far, they have been a non-story. Uh, all three of them, yeah. and I, I'm bummed. I I thought these three were going to be battling for podiums, and I, I man, but maybe they, again, the fan in me, I'm so overly optimistic of everything all the time. Like I, I want to believe that 20 guys are going to win a main event this year. That's just how I think. So I, I came in with thinking that these three were going to be really good, and they've just been in, they've just been out there. And for Hill, I, I 
I haven't seen even the flash yet. I guess Glendale practice and qualifying, but I think we will see Tampa. Nothing. We will see Tampa Hill. I don't know when the stars and the moon and the start and the track all have to align. I think we will see Tampa Hill. I just don't know when. It, well, we've already seen it. We saw it at Glendale. He just didn't. He didn't execute in the main event. I mean that. Yeah. That oh. guy was there. Oh, you mean he qualifying again? Glendale. Qualifying. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Oh, there. Tam- yeah. Tampa so. Hill was there for a few hours for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but he wasn't there at night. So and well, again, but <sighs> I think if he didn't jump off the track on the first straightaway because he was third coming around the corner the, for the main event and on the start, he was in third place. So I think if he doesn't jump off the track there, maybe we see it. But once he jumped off the track and got relegated to the back, it was pretty much over. You just you see some. I, I was watching him because Phil Phil was Phil Nicoletti was next to me in the press box. And Phil was watching him. He's a JGR guy and everything else. And, like, there really wasn't a lot of fight going on with him at times. Like, guys would just go right by him. And Phil's like, well, look at this guy. Look at him. It's just he's riding around out there. And I think that's the frustrating part. J-Bone, after the race, I spoke with J-Bone. I did an interview with him. And um, uh, he was really bummed. Like, he's just like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know. I think that's what we're going to get a lot of. Some Some – non-fighting some i don't know man you know and then there will will be that tampa i think the the biggest thing that i saw from him so far this season is he's not in shape i really don't think his fitness is where it needs to be i think that's going to make it even harder for him even on the nights he's feeling it to you know hold that pace the whole time i mean he was dead tired in the one of the three main events we saw him i saw him get really tired at glendale because after the restart of Glendale, he moved up to eighth and then went, you know, back to 13th by the end and, and just nothing over then. He just looked like he was fatigued and it was even worse uh, in the, on a tricky, ruddy track uh, where they had to, you know, get their adrenaline back going three times. So I don't know if that's something he's going to fix or can fix, but it's pretty, it, it's been pretty evident so far in the first three rounds. Chad had a good third main. Uh, Daniel, what, what, what was the, I, 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 Talked to J Bone and Chad. You know, it was a clutch cover issues, some oil leaking down there. But were you able to check out what was going on for that second main with Chad's bike? No, Will Will got to him and did an interview with him on TV. And um, I, I gotta say, I was really proud of her. She she asked him a question. He kind of answered whatever, and then she said, "Well, what happened to the bike?" Like she like doubled down on it, and he kind of. Ah. You know, yeah. it's not good. I forget what he said, but he backed out of it so hard. But I thought that was kind of funny. But my question is, and Steve, maybe you would know, what about the backup bike? I thought we got they, to do two this week. Everybody yeah. had two. Why didn't he hop on the other one? I was actually surprised at the amount of people that had two bikes. Like, parts aren't easy to find. And building brand-new factory bikes aren't, you know, with a practice bike and a test bike and everything else going on. Um, but, yeah, it looked like a, most people had two bikes. JGR did not have two bikes. They uh. they talked about it, um, but I wonder. So he was down on the line when they discovered this problem, or maybe maybe they already knew they had a problem and they were just trying to gamble on it. I don't think you can leave the starting line. I got to call into the AMA to find out because you used to not be able to leave the starting line, JT, right? And go get a go get mm-hmm. repairs. Dungey did that and got disqualified that one race, um, right, right? In two fifty class. So I don't know if you can get down on the line, see you have a problem race back to the pits, grab your other bike, and come back. I don't know if Triple Crowns, if they if they allow that, or if it's like, hey, when you're in staging, that is your motorcycle. 
we got to figure that part out. Um, right. bet you, I, mean, I, I would wonder, guess that's probably it. I wonder what if, you, you know, with that many riders with two bikes, if they just prettied up the test bike and they raced the same bike all night and then they, yeah. you know, basically made the test bike as a spare Could in be. case something did happen. Yep. So you wonder when we go to these other Triple Crown events, what's, what's the next one? Houston? Yeah, uh, yeah I think so. Uh, yeah. Detroit. 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 Okay. You wonder if they're going to take or have those bikes to take east, or if that will change. Right. Right. I like the rule. It's fine. It's good. But yeah, it's definitely mm -hmm. not. More people did it than I thought. Of course, though, JGR did not have another bike, and you know they didn't have. They they thought about it. J Bone said they didn't have enough parts back then because they had to come from North Carolina. You know, so it's not a matter of of just building an extra bike. You know, Friday before the for the race or printing up a test bike Friday before the race. So. Um, like the ultimate, the ultimate Murphy's Law, right there. Right. The only guy that really needed it is yeah. one of the guys that didn't have two bikes. Hundred percent, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Reed rode well in that last one. He did. You guys see him get Anderson back in the first first lap? Yeah, yeah. He was aggressive, um, right? He was aggressive. Yeah, exactly. Real aggressive, and we barely caught it on screen. And after it went by, I, 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 um, you know, did my little button thing to Bondo, and I said, hey. See what happened to Anderson. I don't know. It went off screen, so you couldn't really see what happened. So they had to go back and find exactly to get the right footage to show that Anderson went off the track and all that. But, yeah, Chad gave it to him. And then what I thought was even more impressive was when Kenny got him, I think, the first time, and Chad just squared him up and got him back. And I was – yeah. for a moment, I, I put myself in Ken's helmet, and I was like, he's got to be so pissed off right now because Chad mm -hmm. just, like, stops, yep. cuts underneath, gets him back, just, just messing with him. And Kenny, I mean, he's trying to go for an overall or get up there. And, yeah, Chad was just, like, I think, just playing a little game of cat and mouse. So I, good at it. I think any of these he's doing it Everybody in that turn, too. Everybody in the same spot right after the finish. Yep. I think everybody – I think any of these top guys, when you go to get them back, they're just like, oh, really? Like, I'm going to get you yep. again. You know, they really? <laughs> well, they were all – Yeah, like, let it go, man, and he doesn't. And they don't. And they yeah. don't. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, JT. Yep. Every single time they would uh, get next to him on the, in the whoops, which is weird. They would pass him in the whoops across the finish. They would scrub past him. And then you could see it coming, and you're like, you want to radio into the guy's helmet, like, hey, he's going <laughs> to square under you right here. Yeah. You might want to break early. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like he did it over. I know he did it to Dino. He did it to Rox, and He did it to Anderson. He did it to Plessinger. He did it to everybody almost, it seemed like. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, fifth in the last one was, was, was good for him. Um all right, we yeah, have Baggett JT. What what was the deal? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, bad starts. Never really was in the mix. Um, Got a tough block yeah, I don't cover. Know. Tough block cover in his body. Yeah, the tough block cover. He, he forced the issue on uh, Freezy, just trying to get to the front, uh, and then yeah, ran over the tough block, and then that sucked into his rear wheel. Yeah, yeah, just bad night. Never really could. Uh, could find the magic and and to be honest on that track if you didn't get the start you were never going to be that relevant anyway uh the track was difficult to pass on then add in you know 12 minutes to work with so um you could almost predict whether you're going to have a good race or a bad race on yeah. you know coming out of the second turn yeah pretty much uh all right anything else uh bowers bogle lemay pellegrini a ray a ray crash or had a bike problem in the last one um Polatelli, Ronnie Stewart. Ronnie Stewart beat out Gardner in the LCQ. Daniel, Daniel, yeah. what do you got to do? Will you tell the felt? You got the list that I always tell you about? 
to talk to the Felgas? Yeah, it's sitting right here. There's a lot on it. Nothing's okay. been said, but I'll, what, what you got? The LCQs. Can we get the four for the LCQ to start the start the night show? Can we nope. get that? I don't. I don't support that one bit. Why? I think I told you this before. I might have been on this show. Imagine coming out, opening ceremonies, Carrie Underwood singing Sunday Night Football. Oh, Carrie, we got Carrie the Underwood. The first thing you see on TV is the practice squad guys. They're going to do a half a quarter. Dude, that is that. That's not even it's a bad look. That's not even the same. Yes, it is. Everyone's tuned in. Popcorn, pizza, they're ready to go, and then you watch. Okay, that well, first. well, you're starting with two fifty, so you're not even starting with the biggest names of the sport. I agree with that, too. I've said that a bunch of times. I think it should start with 450 and with 450 somehow. But to your point, I think that they should, if the LCQ is good, they have it on film because Race Day Live, they, they, we do it on Race Day Live. If you get a good one, if you get a new jersey, which is I know that's what you want, they should do a highlight reel package of it and at least put that into the program. I'm with you. But do not start the show, a three-hour show, with that live. That would be horrible. It's a... It's literally a gladiator type of showing. Here we go, everybody. <laughs> four are going. Four are going on. The rest are done. You know, are you not entertained? We can throw some lines out there, even if you want to. It's it's perfect drama, JT. It's perfect drama. I see both your points. I think there's two ways of looking at it. If you're the casual fan that's just happening to tune in, oh, here we go. Uh, with the casual fan very- stuff. Here be we very go. confused as to what's going on, but if you are the <laughs> hardcore fan, which I think, which I think is who we probably should be catering to anyway, because I don't think we're ever going to go full mainstream or anything like that. Uh, I think it would, I think it would be good for the excitement level because we see some some great racing a lot of times. Exactly. But what if we don't? What if the LCQ is a yeah? And this weekend bore. it wasn't. This weekend it wasn't. It wasn't a great one. It really wasn't. Um, yeah. You know, so there is that, but and I agree with you because when you look at the lineup in the LCQ, I'm looking and going, "Oh, this here we go." Right. It, I mean, it's the perfect cast, right? The problem is though, is if you commit to that and then you have this weekend's LCQ, it's well, just not. It's that's just not a way to start a just show. Just put it on. I mean, the, you you, you got to hook the viewer, man. Put it on the list. Bring it up to the Feld guys next meeting. I'm gonna keep that one off the list. I only put the ones on there that I want to bring up in that one i'm going to keep things the way okay. it is so i'm sorry you, you gotta you gotta go at that one on your own uh jt uh chiz and, and seven deuce deuce uh didn't qualify for the hep guys that's not good for them chiz well, went, chiz, yeah chiz had a huge crash in yeah. the first turn yeah he's yeah. lucky to be and i don't know how okay he is but lucky to be okay yeah uh that was that was a big one yeah. uh i think he i think he would have got in pretty easily had that not have happened but yeah probably yeah that's how things go um all right, anything else 450-wise? Anybody want to touch on anything else? No? Mm, All right. We're on to Oakland. Uh, Fly Racing, Racer X podcast presented by Max's Tires and Alpine Stars. Also to uh, folks, Racetech.com. Uh, ben LeMay using Racetech among with uh, many other riders. Thomas Ravenhorst pulling a whole shot with his new Racetech head that uh, he got done uh, last week. So thanks to the folks at Racetech for coming on board this po- podcast. You can use the code PulpMX19 to save at Racetech.com. And uh, let's talk some 250s now. Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, presented by Maxis, and um, Alpine Stars 250 class. Shane McElrath, just when we were worried about him, JT. We were worried about McElrath. Yeah, he uh, he pulled that one out kind of 
out of nowhere. I don't think anybody really expected that. I, he got I better. Like, yeah, he got better as the night went yeah, on. We all, I think we all assumed we were we had seen what we were going to get from him this season, and that was just being a tick off. And he he made it happen. So now the question is, which Shane is the <laughs> the real Shane? Which which should we expect more of? Uh, but if he was looking for a way to get back into this thing and well, and fight for the title, I think he uh, I think he made his case. It's just crazy because okay, Nichols holds on to the red plate. Um, I would put Nichols as more impressive this season. I would put Ferrandez as more impressive this season, and, and I would put the kid, ninety two, as more impressive this season than McElrath. However, he is only two sure. points back of Nichols right now, yeah. and, and 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 just one. So, yep. Well. It's a point we've made many times on this show, and I've written about it, and I'm sure Steve has too, is that in a short series, consistency pays, and especially when you have wild variance in the results like the 250 guys do, consistency pays. So you don't have to win every round, but if you're right around the podium and you stay in there and you're quiet and keep your head down, and I hate to say it because we all, we're all rooting for him, but if you don't have the, the tough weekends like Adam just went through and, and A1 as well, that's two out of three weekends where Adam's been all over the place. Uh, is, you know, that's, that's how you win championships in this class. I, I'm personally, I'm personally taking this hard, this ACs thing. Yeah. You were very, you were very hard on me midway through the, the final man. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Why? What do you mean? Well, I said something about like ACs, he's blowing it. Like he's oh, crashing he, and ruining. Yeah, and that's right. Came, yes, yes. came down on me. I'm like, oh, sorry, bro. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm very angry at you, yes, for pointing out the obvious. It's like you said the sun is coming up, and I just started yelling well, I at was, you. It was more it, – it was, obviously, we all saw it, but I was more in disbelief. Like, I just couldn't – I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, he's, he's really yeah. doing this. Yeah, first place in the first one, and he loses the front end. Um, uh, 14th in the second one. I think he rang his bell a little bit, right, when he got up. Do you guys think that – uh, Daniel, did you, did you think – because he just – he got up pretty quick, and then it was like, whoa, wait, wait. I think he might have hit his head. He took a while for sure because they, they – you know, they we got him on the screen, and they're showing him kind of kick, and he's kind of kicking slow, and he definitely didn't have an urgency. So I don't know physically because nope. I didn't get a chance to see him come off. So no, I, but I, I mean, know even what when he, he like. But. but even when he got going, he lost – I want to say he lost three or four spots by – like he was – Kind of not, or maybe not. I need to watch it again or look at the lap lap chart, I guess. But I thought he looked like he got up and okay, like he's in whatever he was ninth or eighth or I don't somewhere up there, and it looked like he lost spots just again, you know. So I don't know if it was like he was out of it a little bit. So um, yeah, it was um, and not the, not a good night. And, and he was leading the second, third one, I mean, and Shane got him. So, but you know what, JT, he's only eight back. So. No, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's not over by any means, but, man, you just wonder, is is this the AC we're always going to get? Like, I, I hate to say that, and I've, I'm on record as saying this is the guy I'm rooting for, but it just seems like he is so fast and so good, but he just can't manage that and avoid the mistakes because, let's be honest, in that first one, he, that should have been an easy win. I mean, an easy win. Like, no question asked, done deal, no pressure really on him. He's got it, and yeah. he lost the front end, which can happen. But unfortunately, you know, it's it's always going to be highlighted with him because it's happened so many times. Uh, you think Nichols got? I, I think. I mean, I don't, Nichols didn't really say this in the press conference, but to me, Daniel, 
that last one, uh, Colt was in position for the overall. I just think he got tired. Uh, he slipped from second, I think he second did too. to fourth and didn't he have the did same too. fight. Um, yeah, and, and not, not like he just fell off. But he just slowly declined at the end, and I and I yeah. think he didn't have enough for like the fight. You know, I, I, he had enough to finish, yeah, but not enough to fight for more. And if he was in position to close it overall, he he, he had enough to manage. But I don't think he could he couldn't fight back. He yeah. looked he looked tired for sure. Um, but again, just so impressive, um, just stable. He even with him, and you talk about Adam. Adam makes the mistake, washes the front end, and JT, you said it. We've seen it so much that it's like. You can't give him a pass. Well, with Nichols, he kind of washes out, hits a tough block, almost crashes, and saves it. And for him, he's just—he's had a few little ones like that where he's almost gone down, but he's not going all the way down. He's just—he's doing enough to stay up. And I don't know if that's a mental thing, physical thing, or just luck. But he's had a couple of close calls himself. But he is staying on two wheels, and that's going to be key with this. I—it's I, funny because when you come to speed. Adam and Ferrandis are to me they're the two, but they're the two I trust the least. Yeah. I trust Shane. Yeah. I trust Colt because they yeah. don't really screw it up. And yeah. in a short series, you can't get a sixth and a fifth when it's so top heavy like this, you know. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, my trust for Nichols and Shane is growing, and for Ferrandis and Adam, it's just declining because I just I just can't trust that next weekend will be different. Or the next weekend, or the next weekend. You know, I feel like they're they're both due one or two more, and that's you can't win like that. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, JT. Trust factor. Yeah, and we, we have a small sample size so far, but it is crazy that the two quote unquote fastest best guys are the ones that you're like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> they're just kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I think we're we know who the four it's going to come down to. Um, the good news is, is that it's still anybody's series. Like you said, Adams, you know, eight down or whatever. It's it's still wide open. But from what we've seen, I mean, man, these guys have, have definitely left some points on the table that they might be regretting come uh, come Vegas. Have we seen Hampshire? Has Hampshire gotten a start yet and been passed by the top guys? I seem to think <laughs> RJ starts about eighth every every time, and then you know, kind of gets the guys he should. But can't get the guys that you know are on the top because they start. Adam, in front of Adam him. passed him. Adam passed him at a one. We saw how that went. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that might be it, though. I, I don't recall him being passed by anybody else. He's been he's been coming from right around eight to ten every yeah. single race. Yeah, even his heats five to six. You know. Yeah. Uh, how's Jacob Hayes? Daniel. Oh, he's in a, he's in trouble right now. He's in timeout. Oh, is he? Oh boy, the agent. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even. Want, I don't even know if I want to talk. I don't even know if I want to give an honest opinion because it, it's not going to be good. <laughs> Why? What happened? <laughs> well, well you go on main event one. Yeah. yeah. Well, you go on main event one and you start in third. Uh huh. And, and the whole point with him this year is to show everybody, you know, including the factory teams and the fans, everybody, and the competition that he's one of the elite guys, or at least he's close. He's in the group, or he's on the outside of the group, like looking in, you know. So main event one, you get up front, third place start. You're battling with those guys all the way through, and yeah, they get you. You get six. Okay, the five that got you should have. To me, that was exactly what you need to do. Main event two, I yeah, he was softer vanilla ice cream, man. Oh boy, Just got oh, passed. Boy. Oh boy, by I think McAdoo got passed by Mosman and did fight back. And I asked him, I said, why? He's like, I just. 
I didn't want to screw it up. I knew I had a good first main. I didn't want to do anything. The track was sketchy. I didn't want to blow it like Glendale. Glendale, he almost had a top five. He's battling for fifth, and he screws up. Um, so he didn't want to blow it, so he rode conservative. And then the third one, he crashes, so then he had to ride hard. And he came from the back and rode great. But it's just, you know, a Triple Crown format is an opportunity for him to be up there three times and show everybody three times, and he showed everybody once. Oh, so, the agent is upset, uh, JT. The agent is upset. Not happy. Yeah. Not happy. It's uh, tough love, is what yeah. I say. Is he yelling, show me the money, into the phone to you? <laughs> Other ants like crawling um, along yeah. his wall in his hallway. Yeah, no, he. Uh, it, it's all good. He came out to amateur day yesterday, and he, we're all, we're all good. We just had to, we had to iron it, talk it out. So uh, we're fine. How's his gloves? Good. They're fine. They've been perfect all season. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. And I'll tell you what, he is getting sick of it too. Tell everybody to stop <laughs> the glove thing to him. <laughs> it's even other riders. Other riders like on track walk. Bro, how's your gloves? Oh boy. So this yeah. thing is spread, yep. and he yep. knows what it is now because the first week he didn't really know. He yep. was like. He didn't know what it was about, but now he knows, and now he's frustrated. So you got you got to tell your people to stop. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell everybody to back it down, right? Okay. Um, does, he, does he ask you how it's going? How how he's doing? <laughs> um, Who's that? Jacob, ask me how I'm doing. Ask me. Oh, uh, want to start that right now? <laughs> right. Uh, McAdoo six overall. Good job for McAdoo. Uh, March Banks had a rough weekend. Did I guess? Uh, he took he, he Jimmy Dakota th- thought he t-boned him, but it actually was just him out of control. Apparently, anybody see this in the sand? I saw it. It was unbelievable. Okay, <laughs> but it wasn't well, on purpose because I didn't see it. I would disagree a little bit that he was out of control. He kind of was, but at the same time, it okay. was an intentional attempt. So. Yes, he was out of control, but he was out of control because he tried a really stupid block By pass choice. to yeah, keep Dakotas behind him, which then led to him being out of control and then almost killing Dakotas. Right. Okay. Yeah, it was not a good not a good move on March Banks' part. It was to the point like I did full face palm, like a literal face palm, like what are you doing? Right. And then Dakotas I mean Dakotas lucky he was able to get up. Yeah, he, he was hard. pissed. He was pissed. I just saw the He hit really hard, man. Yeah. Like it was not not good. Um, Blos eight eight eight, and I saw Blos and Hayes, Daniel, and I'm like, oh boy, Arena Cross, here it comes, but nothing <laughs> happened. But I was very excited. No, they're they're buddies now again, so um, uh, nothing happened there. But hey, but Blos, I got to give him credit. That dude is getting it done on the starts. He is getting up there, uh, the second and third main, and the guys got him eventually. But he was up there, top three, four, five, I think, uh, in the second and third main. And that start, I, I felt like all the fast bikes just kind of always ended up right up in there, and he was getting in the mix um, on both of them. So I, I think he's riding really good. Uh, Mitchell Harrison, Pulp MX fantasy killer. Tenth overall, though, JT, for Mitchell Harrison. What's it together? Yeah, he finally was uh, – I don't think tenth is exactly what he's looking for, but no. it's, it's baby steps for him at this <laughs> point. So I was just happy to see the, I was just happy to see him finish, yep. you know, finish the races. Yep. Um, I ran into I ran into the other wageman on track walk, and he's like, "Yeah, everybody's telling me they pick me instead of my brother." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Robbie Robbie got seventeenth though. Um, what else? Lopes had another Lopes. Lopes got to stay upright. I don't know if you guys have noticed Lopes, but he he hits the deck a lot. He's trying yeah. hard and he's hitting the deck a lot. 
Um, Pettis, 11th. Good job. Just Pettis, Canada's own. Uh, Jerry Robin. Man, he's so much better. He is so yeah. much better this year. Yeah, he it's unbelievable. Looks, looks great. Yeah. He's smooth. Like, last year he scared me a lot. Um, yeah. I felt like the I effort did, was did. a little bit above the skill. And this year I almost feel like it's reversed. I, he's so good out there. Mm-hmm. And the effort is more being towards just riding right. And he looks really, really good this year. Really good. Yeah. He does. I did see him have a huge close call. I mean, big. But I would absolutely agree with the bigger point that he is he is a much better rider, much smoother, much more in control this year. Um, what else? Uh, who do we like for this title right now? What do we like for this thing? I give up. I don't know what to expect <laughs> anymore. Daniel? I go Shane. Yeah. I started with Shane. Right. I'll stick with it. And two reasons. And um, I, I got a chance to talk to him after the press conference a little bit. Um, rudely interrupted by Jason Wygant yes. and Steve Mathis, by the way, oh. during the middle of my talk with Shane. Thanks, yep. guys. My bad. But he did say two things. And Shane is pretty good in an interview at least telling you some truth. I mean, he, he, he did, I don't think he gives you everything, but he gives you some. And he said two things. Number one, they might have tried way too much stuff with the bike this year in the off season, and maybe went off into a place that made sense at the practice track, but did not make sense at the racetrack. And he said he had to step back, trust his team manager and his and the suspension guy, and make a dramatic switch this weekend to go back to stump, something that was a little bit more successful in the past. And I think that happens sometimes. These guys with the resources they have, they'll just keep looking for every little bit, and sometimes you steer off on accident. I think his bike's going to be better for him. I know, Steve, you're going to laugh, whatever. But I really do think he's back on something that was more successful in the past. And the second thing is, is he said he didn't want to peak early this year and come in all on fire and then kind of fade off. So I know he wasn't happy with the 3-3 because he really wasn't riding very well. But almost naturally by design, I, I think it worked out because now he's starting to like find it right at the right time instead of coming in going 1-1 and then falling off. So it with those two things and just the fact that you trust him more, sticking with Shane. I'll go, I'll go 92. He'll figure this out. <laughs> he'll, he'll figure this thing out. <laughs> oh, God. Um, can we talk about Cantrell getting the holy and then just about dying? Oh, my God, that was scary. Uh, first, rhythm, first rhythm lane? Yep. Holy ah, man, I don't, I don't oh, know what to yeah, make yeah. about Cantrell here. Oh, Dude, he's lucky he didn't just get piled drive by 20, 21 other guys. Um, it has not gone well in a season where he really needs it to go well. Yeah, no, he's – there's zero chance he's back on TLD KTM next year. He would have to turn this thing around massively to get back on that team. I uh, hate so, to agree, but I'm going to have yeah. to. Um, yeah. All right. On to Oakland. Anything else, 250-wise? Should be interesting. Anybody looked at the weather yet? Weather for Oakland? No. Sunny. Hey, I'm an hour and a okay. half from Oakland. It has rained every other day for the last month or two. And right now, well, at least the last I looked, we have five, six, maybe even seven straight days of sun. So Awesome. What? Uh, yeah, and, oh, go ahead. And that one was scary, too, because it's just uh, – the, the, the better we can dodge these things – the better because we still got Denver, Nashville, Seattle, and New Jersey late in the season. And the odds of getting away with all four of those is to me zero. 
So if we can get away with Oakland and San Diego, I, that's to me that's that we did pretty well. It's been a wet winter in California. Speaking of, speaking of that, that was maybe the nicest weather for a Supercross I've ever been to. That on Saturday, that was about as good as it gets. No wind, sunny, warm. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been warm at night at Anaheim. I've always been cold there at night, and I was actually I didn't even wear a jacket. It was awesome. Oh, there we go. Uh, big weekend for Anderson this weekend. Big weekend. We'll have to see what it, how he does because, man, it, it wasn't good. So, And, I mean, is it not just insane to have Barsha Baggett Webb win the first three rounds? It's awesome. It's just nutty. When's Tomac going to win? When's Anderson going to win? When's Roxon going to win? When's Marv going to win? Yep. Right? Marvin. Like, yep. Yeah. Just That's awesome. It's cool. Cool. To yep. see. Hey, quick, quick question for you guys. I obviously – I think you would agree. I see Tomac. Roxon, Muskin getting a win. Anderson, I still think. I mean, he has he, to, he, right? I, I still he think he's going to get one, unless right. he, this thing just completely unravels. Is there anyone else, or are we looking at seven wins? No, anybody can win. Yeah, everybody can, Daniel. At this point, I, I wish, but really, I mean, on the list, Wilson, I mean, Plessinger, Hill, can Seeley get? Can Seeley get a little better here and kind of? slowly get, you know, his legs underneath him. He he got sixth overall this weekend. He was a little quiet again. But, I mean, can Seeley do it? I don't know. If Webb can do it and Baggett can do it, Daniel, anybody can do it. That's that's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm at. We'll, yeah, I, would, I, I, I wouldn't have said those guys were going to. Oh, hell they no. both did in dramatically badass fashion. So, like, who knows? Really? I mean, Devon could win this weekend, and I would be like, all right, whatever. <laughs> yep. the, door, the door is more open now than it's been in years. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah, 100%, right? So, um, yeah, exciting stuff. All right, everybody. Uh, Racer X, uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Uh, this has the, been the uh, A2 review. Daniel Blair, Jason Thomas. Uh, we're on to Oakland. Thanks, boys. All right, guys. Thank you. See you. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Miguel was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. 
it was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The Dogger, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did, everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, 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 hey.